0: Welcome to the She Surrenders podcast. I'm Sherry, and I want to share everything I can with you about recovery and what happens when you surrender your addiction to God and say yes to a whole new life. Now let's get started. Hi there. I'm so glad you're here. And I hope this is a little timeout, a restful part of your day. And knowing that we're going to talk about nothing COVID and nothing politics, Instead, we're going to talk about what God can do, and I think that's a great way to take a time out. My guest today is Marilyn, and we met recently at our company golf outing, and she was representing the charity that I used to work for, actually. So she was there with a good friend of mine from the Pregnancy Center, and we got to talking, and she brought to my attention that she was in recovery. And I just love how God does that. I wasn't expecting it. We just had a great conversation. And I asked her to be on the podcast, and she said yes. So, But I just want to point out that that's what God is doing behind the scenes. He is putting you and placing you exactly where you need to be. There was a lot of years that I worked at the pregnancy center, and I had no idea why I had been called there. Yes, it was super fulfilling, super rewarding, and I made friendships for a lifetime there. But I look back now, and I see what he was weaving in, and for most of the years that I was there, I was active in addiction. So that was a big part of my secret life, is making sure that this ministry that I worked for had no idea what was going on in my personal life. And while I was there, I did the Ride for Life six times, which is a big part of my story. And you might want to read the book for that. So quick plug, coming out April 20, 2021. That will be available. But the Ride for Life was a huge part of my life and part of my healing process. So there's that. There's the the friendships. God, um, there's just so many things that have been woven into my life from me being there when I had no idea why I was. Oh, another one. Um, they were the first ones that asked me to do a speaking engagement and tell my story. And I was terrified, but I did it. And I'm so glad for that opportunity. And it, it's led to many more opportunities with their hands in ministry and our community and, you know, pulling me in. So I'm grateful for that too. So I'm also grateful that Marilyn said yes to being on the podcast today because she has a great story and she has a great perspective and she just is ready to share her story of faith-based recovery. So here we go. Welcome, Marilyn. I am so excited that you're here to share your story with us today.
1: Sherry, Sherry, thank you so much for having me. Um, I love telling my story because it is filled with... uh, tragedy, I guess you could say, and filled with lots of hope. So I feel mm. like I'm a new person and anyone in recovery out there um, can do it with yeah. God's help.
0: Oh, absolutely. So yeah, so I'll just let you start wherever okay. you want, wherever you want to start your journey. Um, You know, sure. tell us a little bit about you and the drinking years, the not drinking years and just, yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay.
1: Well, I was um, brought up in faith and I went to church every Sunday. Um, My family did drink. They were social drinkers. So I thought, and really any time would get together, it would always be drinking. Well, I didn't start drinking until I was 18, and when I did, I think I uh, made up for all the years in high school that I didn't drink. Um, The first time I took a drink, I did get drunk, uh, and I passed out. I blacked out. So um, then I um, kept drinking. I went to college. Um, Along the way, too, I started making really poor choices. I um, did get pregnant and decided to have an abortion, and I stopped following God um, and just thought life was a party. And so in college, I really partied a lot. Um, I married young. I married at 20. Three. And my husband was 19. And of course that was (laughs) all rooted on partying too. Um, Right. We add a little pot to that too. And, and you really got it going.
0: Right. So what, what year are we talking about here? Like, are we talking about um, 70s, 80s? Like what years were the college years for you? 80s. The 80s? Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Okay. So you're married. Um, yeah. Okay. So
1: then um, I continued to drink to excess. I was really, I call, a weekend warrior where I thought, oh, I worked so hard all week and the weekend was made for partying. Well, right. fast forward and um, I got pregnant um, and had our daughter, but our marriage started to falter and I got divorced and that's when I think my disease really took a hold of me. So here I am a single parent. Um, we lived in Florida and I wanted to be home back in Michigan. So, um, My ex-husband allowed me to take my child to Michigan and I bought a house here and basically did a lot of things I'm not proud of. I would, I was always searching for love. I had a hole in my soul and I thought a guy would um, make me complete so the best place I thought I can meet guys is, of course, at the bar. Wrong. <laughs> um, tried that. Um, and, well, I found another husband. And definitely he uh, he was in, in the bar that I met him. And um, so we started drinking on Wednesdays um, because it was halfway through. And halfway through the week a celebration. So uh-huh. um, I could not drink daily, thank God because mm-hmm. I think I probably would have killed myself. Um, I was a, a real wimp. I would fight with my husband and forget what I fought about and I would um, write it down so the next day I'd rem- I'd wake up angry. And I'd say, now why am I mad at him? And I'd go look and read why I was mad at him.
0: <laughs> so yeah.
1: pretty crazy things. Um yeah. got got divorced from him. Um that lasted two years. And I um I I was, um, going out one weekend. My daughter wasn't with me. She was with my family and it was a Saturday and I think I started drinking at about noon and I didn't eat anything because boy, if you ate it'd ruin your buzz.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah, actually it made me worse. Um, And so here I am coming back from the bar and I don't even know timelines to tell you the truth. I don't even remember. It's, um, I was coming back to the bar uh, from the bar home and I was hungry. So I stopped through a drive through and for some reason I thought it was closed and I backed up and I backed into a car. So I took off And I came home and I started cooking my own thing. All of a sudden there was um, a really loud knock at the door and I look out and I see a cop car. So I turned the lights off and they said, we know you're in there. Um, (laughs) Open the door.
0: We shouldn't Uh, laugh, but you know, kind of like, I know
1: it was (gasps) devastating. Right.
0: Oh, but yeah. now,
1: now, um, a lot of the things I can laugh at because, um, I like to say that was the old me, and, um, and now I'm a new person since I've been in sobriety. Mm-hmm. So I did go to jail and, um, overnight, and my ex husband then picked me up, and oh, how embarrassing that was. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I needed to go to court and I got sent to some counseling, 12 weeks of counseling about what alcohol does to the body. And I just totally lied through it. Like, Oh, I, I hardly drink. And because I didn't know life without drinking, I thought everyone drank like me. Right. So then, um, after uh, going through these classes, I realized why I was blacking out, and that it um, it taught me that the the longer that I was drinking, the the more it affected me, um, and I would black out and not remember things. And I didn't know it was damaging my body either, which I learned that. <laughs> yeah. So the guy uh, told me to go to AA. He said, I want you to look in the mirror when you go home and you look at yourself and you tell me that you're not an alcoholic. So I came home all full of myself and I said, oh, I'll show him and and started drinking my usual seven and seven. And mm-hmm. halfway through the bottle, I looked in the mirror and I said, ooh, I don't like what I'm seeing. And I said, he's right. I do have a problem. Mm -hmm. So
0: now that, had you been drinking while you were in the counseling? Um, I went to AA right away. The
1: next day after I, what my last drink was um, in that counseling as the result of someone that was in the program of recovery And he told me where to go. I never heard Mm -hmm. of AA before. I never, you know, my family drank like I did. What's the problem? But that night when I was really drunk and looked at myself, I did not like what I saw. Mm -hmm. Wow. Kind of your aha moment. Exactly. So I went to a meeting and I was really, really scared because there's all these people in there that I didn't know. and they told me that they were going to give me a first step meeting. So they did that and um, they told me there's 12 steps to recovery um, that um, you know, a, a lot of this is all God based. It's a God program. And I thought, well, you know what? Um, I was baptized and all that. I know God. Well, come to find out, I really didn't know God. Um, Mm -hmm. When I was able to um, forget my brought up religion, God, and have a personal relationship with Jesus, um, I started to blossom. Mm -hmm. And uh, they told me to get on my knees every night and ask God for a day of sobriety. And I did that. I did it every day. Um, I would go by bars and I'd be pissed off and, and um, say, Why can they drink? And I can't. But I just kept going to these meetings and I kept asking for a day of sobriety. Mm. I really feel, looking back on it, that it was surrendering to win. Um, mm.
0: Who would have ever thought giving up, you can totally win? I like that. Um, that's a different take on surrender than what we, you know, usually hear. And you know, right. she surrenders is all is all about surrender. Oh, but right. you know, you do you do have to surrender to win your life. And uh-huh. um, I just talked to someone this morning about we have no idea what's you know this endurance to get into sobriety and stay in sobriety and, you know, experience a life in recovery. We have a no idea how much work it's going to be. And B, mm-hmm. we don't know how rewarding it's going to be. And mm-hmm. I think that doing it with God is where I see people, you know, growing the most, of course. So anyway, but yeah, so that was how many years ago? That was 16 years ago. Wow. Congratulations, Marilyn. That is amazing. So Well,
1: I owe it all to God. And I
0: truly, truly mean that.
1: If I didn't um, start a faith walk with him and surrender and just get close to him and trust in him, he would take care of me. Um, My life would not be transformed.
0: Mm. So true. So what is, uh, you know, after you get sober and we're sober for a few years. Um, how did life evolve? Great question.
1: I, um, quit my corporate job and I went to a faith based place, which totally helped my faith walk grow. And Mm -hmm. I learned to pray out loud where before I was embarrassed and things like that. Um, I did seek out a new church and, um, found one that I call home today. I've been there ever since and mm. got plugged in there, um, was always, I would say, I didn't like to tell my story because I thought people would judge me, but when I heard someone was struggling with alcohol, I would tell my story. Mm. Today, God shows me that, um, you know, through my trials and stuff and what he taught me and where he's brought me that I can bring hope to others too. And that don't
0: stop trying, you know? Right. Absolutely. You know, I, you know, I, I went to AA, I didn't stay with AA, um, you know, not for any particular reason? It just mm-hmm. you know either it was the group or I don't know. It just wasn't. I didn't click with it. But yeah. what I what I do love about AA is how being in the company of others that have walked in your shoes is right. the most comforting thing that you can do, and the encouragement, like you were just saying, to help others to share your story. Like, our, mm-hmm. and as a Christian, I believe that our stories are meant to be used and however you're willing to share them. So I'm sure that over 16 years, you've walked alongside a lot of people getting into um, recovery.
1: Yes. And my best friend today, I'm on my third marriage, but I met him in recovery. So he's in recovery. My best friend is in recovery. How, um, they suggested to, um, drop your old friends really my old friends kind of went away because i mm-hmm. didn't drink with them anymore right so that's what we had in common and now i've found a lot of fun things to do um i thought oh, what am i going to do with all this time because mm-hmm. you don't realize how much time it takes for drinking or being sick or you know right. it's it's a lot
0: to keep up drinking. It really is. <laughs> it is, it is definitely. I don't, the planning, the execution of the plan, the recovery, just to get right. up and do it all over again the next day. I mean, I, I am sad when I think about how much time I lost and um, yeah, it is what it is, but that's just something you can't explain to somebody until you've been through it.
1: Right. And, yeah. you know, we have to go through, hard knocks in life, um, sometimes to wake up and to, um, you know, give your life to God and have him be in control. And I can tell you that it's a weight off my shoulder. Mm. I am, um, I am much more calm these days than I ever was. I was pretty dramatic when I drank and, you know, I drank because I liked, um, flirting and it made me flirt better and right. feel more beautiful and dance better which was all baloney
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah unfortunately i think that we all find that out so um yeah i i always i don't laugh at very many sayings about you know <laughs> that slam things but that one you know um trust me you can dance vodka i always just want to say <laughs> um, it says mine would say like, trust me, you cannot dance kids. Like my kids would tell me that, you know, like yeah. kids, you, you never could dance anyway, you know? right? So, yeah. But no, it's funny. The, the, everything about alcohol is false. It, you know, your fault, it leads you to false beliefs yes, and false I- identity, you know, just everything about nothing in your life is true and genuine. And, you know, to get on the other side of that is, it's daunting, you know, to do everything in life without your cushion, you know, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't take very long. At least I feel before the good, you know, totally outweighs having, you know, or discontinuing drinking. So, right. Yeah. So, and you look around, there's so
1: many people in recovery. I mean, um, I can reach out to a lot of people if I'm having a tough day, um, today, uh, thanks to God. I do not think of drinking as an option at all. I don't think glamorize over it. I remember where it took me and I never want to forget
0: that either. Mm -hmm. No, that's so true. And, um, Recently, someone asked me that question, you know, like, do you ever think about it? Like, do you crave it or like, just Mm -hmm. think, you know, like, do you try? I used to worry about impulse because I was very impulsive and Mm -hmm. I would have no intention of drinking. And two minutes later, there I was in the party store parking lot. And I thought about that a lot after it was asked this last time. It was around the time of um, when I had a sober anniversary. And I said, you know what? I don't crave alcohol. It's more like I have the mindset of, I have no use for it. It doesn't right. do me. It it does nothing for me, you know? Right. Um, but I gets honestly, me in trouble. <laughs> gets me in trouble. And why would I want to mess with that? So, right. and honest, to be honest, there was things my whole life that I liked better as far as taste than alcohol. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was always a drank alcohol for the buzz, you know? So. Right. Yeah. Is that good? Yep. So what does life look like today?
1: Well, today I'm happily married, been married for, oh, 13 years and um, the longest ever. <laughs> I tell him he <laughs> wins the, He wins the prize. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, I'm able to share my story. I work for Pregnancy Resource Center and I'm able to share My story and the pain of going through an abortion and even, you know, um, being in recovery with people. So Mm -hmm. um, if you would have asked me like 17 years ago, would you be doing this today? I would have said no way. And it's just made so much more meaning in my life. It's made me so much more happy. And yeah,
0: I mean. good. And to be clear, that transformation did not take 17 years. Right. Right. No, it, no. It, nope. it just kind of started. I always feel like it's, you know, starts small and it, it snowballs really quickly, but in a good yes, way. You exactly. know, exactly. Yeah. So, well, yeah. wonderful, Marilyn. Um, I think that your story shares a lot of hope. And I think that it was important too. I I was really happy when, um, we met recently, real recently, and it was kind of definitely a God moment. So I I'm touched by the fact that it seems like no matter how long you've been sober, um, I don't know, have you ever been asked this question? Like, how did you know that was your last time? And when people, I'm, I'm just like, when you know, you know, there's no right. doubt about it. You know, and you're not tempted to go back. And I, I'm hearing that in your story too. Well, I mean, tempted is right. kind of a light word, but I, yeah. you're you're you just kind of know you're not going to because you want right. more, you want right. better. So yeah, I've
1: seen the rewards of recovery far outweigh um, the fun I thought I had when I was on drinking.
0: You know, yeah really took over
1: my life and I'm free now,
0: so why yes. would you want to be in prison <laughs> exactly and it shows it shows so um not to put you on the spot here, but I'm going to and if you don't have one, I will put it in the show notes but do you have a favorite scripture that you refer to often you know or that sticks in your head over the last seventeen years that
1: yeah yeah I do um. And it is, yeah, you're kind of putting me on the spot. I had <laughs> um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and mm. all your ways, acknowledge him and he will keep
0: your path straight. Uh, if there was ever a more fitting verse for recovery, I think it's that one. <laughs> Especially the the lean that on your own understanding because we don't right. understand, you know. And yeah, I felt like God is saying, you know, what? you don't need to understand this. Just trust me.
1: Just right. Trust me. So yep. And, and through all the craziness that we're experiencing now these days, it
0: all boils down to trust in God. Hmm. Definitely. Amen. Well,
1: mm-hmm. thank you
0: so much, Marilyn, for sharing your story today.
1: And,
0: um, yeah, when the podcast comes out, if anybody, if you'd like to talk to Marilyn yourself, just email me and I'll make sure that that happens. Thanks for listening. I invite you to shesurrenders.com where you will find your community for faith-based recovery. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please like, and subscribe. Thanks again. And we'll see you back here soon.